1: keeps
2: rocking us out as we begin Broncos Blast. Uh, We'll talk with Ian St. Clair about uh, in-depth analysis uh, and uh, his prediction about the uh, Broncos-Patriots game. And it's all brought to you this week again by Framed Art. Keep calm. Frame on with Brian Hart of Framed Art. My dinner companion Tuesday night brought along his mom sherry i didn't know this but uh sherry's brother is mo siegel of the uh, celestial seasonings uh, fame uh we had a we had a great time uh eating wings uh eating wings together this week posted on framed art take a look at an example of what Brian and his staff do. They've uh, framed ticket collages. All shapes, all sizes. got favorite tickets, favorite sports events you want to uh, memorialize there. Uh, Do it at Framed Art, 3065 South Broadway. We bring in Ian St. Clair. Follow him at Ian St. Clair. Read him at Mile Report. Listen to the Mile High Report radio podcast and read him as the lead writer at at PlayColorado.com and uh, who says there's no justice in the world, uh, flashing uh, sirens and flashing lights uh, included. I guess it won't be long before Melvin Gordon gets his bye weeks back, plus some weeks, it looks like. (laughs) Everyone's happy, right? Uh, And uh, what, what we really want to talk to you about is I prefer and Mark Knudsen's weighed in on this too yep. that Drew Locke play even if it means that the Patriots have Cam Newton and Stephon Gilmore how do you feel Ian St. Clair I imagine Bronco fans wouldn't agree
0: uh, yeah get Drew Locke onto the field I yep. he was a full participant uh, in practice on uh, Thursday so it's it's definitely time to get uh, Drew Locke back onto the field And the thing that I'm looking to see is how he responds to a Bill Belichick defense because as Adam and I talked about on our podcast when we previewed the game twice because it's 2020 we uh, talked about how the Patriots the last time they played what they did to Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs defense and we touched on this last week is they are able to find a way to slow down that high-powered machine They held him to 19 offensive points, which is ridiculous to hold Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes in that offense to 19 offensive points. I want to see how Drew Locke responds to this, especially now that Bill Belichick has had an extra week to prepare for Drew Locke and the Broncos. This is his first chance to go against Bill Belichick. Hmm. I want to see how he responds to it, and I want to see what is he able to do in Foxborough to – get this offense to move down the field what is he able to take is he able to take advantage of the opportunities that are presented to him it's going to be an interesting challenge and I'm looking forward to it so I'm with you Michael I want to see Drew walk on the field on Sunday
1: so you say he's a full participant in practice showing no effects of the injury whatsoever but as kids pointed out in the last segment is he going to change his game a little bit maybe try to stay in the pocket a little bit more to avoid some of these big hits
0: I hope he doesn't because one of the things that makes Drew Locke, what he is, is he's able to get out of the pocket and make some of those plays. I, I mean, I, I go back to growing up watching John Elway. He, he, he took more hits than he probably He took a lot of hits as a quarterback yes, over the yes, course of his career. And I, I so I, I don't think that these are on. I don't think the two injuries that he had, his thumb and his shoulder, are on him. I just think they're freak injuries. So I hope he doesn't change the way that he plays. I hope he just continues to go out and do the things that he's able to do over the course of even when he was in college. I mean, that's who he is. You don't need to alter your game because of freak injuries that you've suffered on the field.
1: Let me let me follow up real quick with something. John Elway was thick. He was he's a weightlifting fanatic, as we know. He was in the weight room with his offensive lineman all the time. Is Drew Locke committed to? physical fitness to avoid some of these things be able to take more hits. Elway could take hits because he was a workout warrior. Is Drew luck in that mode?
0: I think he is. I think the way that we we were we talked or the way that we heard him talk throughout the offseason about how much he was talking to Peyton Manning the things that he was taking in and, and, and trying to figure out how to become a better quarterback. I think the physical aspect of that is just as important as the mental so I, I would hope over the course yeah. of his career he does that where he's able to to put on a smart weight not necessarily to do like what Von Miller did a couple of years ago <clears throat> which is just put on weight to put on weight but to do it in a smart way and as you mentioned about Elway it yeah. was a smart way because he was he was, he was able to withstand the hits from his horrible yep. offensive lines that he had. So yep. I would hope that Drew Locke is able to do that, but do it in a smart way. So more, work with what I feel is one of the best strength and conditioning coaches in the NFL in Lauren Landau and sure. get smart weight to him so where he can start to withstand some of these yep. bigger hits. But it would also help to have an offensive line that <laughs> yeah. uh, can help him out a little bit. Yep.
2: Yeah. You know, yeah. I I, I, uh, I think of Elway as a guy who always uh, had a certain physical stature and uh, mm-hmm. could run the, with the ball. Yep. I think of Drew Locke, even from high school on, as the guy with the big arm, not the running quarterback. Different body type, uh, yep. different personality as a player, different football mm-hmm. characteristics than a John Elway. So I, um, so he just has to get smarter. But I like what you're saying, you know, keep your game, mm-hmm. but, uh, but get smarter about it. You know, it's, it, it's an unusual week where two weeks in a row we get to predict the same game <laughs> this whole last <laughs> week yep yep you know? you're right um and last week you were kind of optimistic and especially in mile high reporting in St. Clair about the Broncos chances but like a lot of Bronco fans who uh I think would have preferred the Rip and Stidham matchup to the Cam versus Lock uh, Locke matchup in terms of Broncos success are you still as optimistic how do you see this one playing out
0: I'm actually a little more optimistic this week. I, I think it's, the, uh, it's because of the return of Drew Locke. But I also look at the possible uh, return of Noah Fant. I think I think he was a uh, – what is he? Questionable, I think, is now the term yes. that the NFL has thrown out since they've taken away probable. Um, so there's going to be some chances for Drew Locke. And I really am curious to see how he responds to, to a Bill Belichick defense. And I, I'm a little more optimistic than I was last week. I was going 27-13 last week. I'm actually leaning more towards uh, a cover because a lot of the, the, the spread is a, around 10. I mean, it's between 9 and 10 points, and that's because of Cam Newton and Stephon Gilmore. So I'm a little more optimistic that they're the Broncos are going to make this a closer game, and I think it's a large part because of Drew Locke. I, I, I'll tell you guys one thing.
1: Uh, athletes are creatures of habit. We've talked about this with Nolan Arenado during, during the baseball season. Getting this, their, their routine disrupted as bad as it's been for New England. the, the Days locked out of the facility, locked out yesterday out of the facility. That plays a role in how well you prepare for a game. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see New England a little disjointed. Especially early tomorrow, before they kind of get things rolling again, not you know, not knowing if they have their quarterback or their cornerback and all that, and, and now they lose James Pharon. who knows? I mean, I won't be shocked if the Patriots are a little bit out of sync tomorrow after the way the last two weeks has gone for them on in their practice facility, not necessarily on the field. I, I think Drew's right. I think the are right. I mean, I think the Broncos have a chance to keep this, make this a close game, even in Foxborough. I, I do, just because of everything that's gone on in New England, in New England.
0: And I think that's why it's important for Pat Shermer. And I I talked, Adam and I talked about this on our podcast. I think it's, it's, as much as we're talking about Drew Locke, it's also imperative that Pat Shermer put forth an offensive game plan that puts Drew Locke in a situation to have success. Drew Locke can try to do as much as he can on his own, but he needs to have an offensive coordinator that puts a game plan together that helps him have success against the Bill Belichick defense. And that's a tall ask. Very few offensive coordinators are able to do that against Bill Belichick. Just look at Andy Reid a couple of weeks yeah. ago. So, I, But if he's able to do that, and you mentioned at the beginning of the game, Mark, and I think that's where Pat Shermer and Drew Lock can try to take advantage of a defense that hasn't been on the field for a couple of weeks. So take some shots. Use as Michael talked about that arm of Drew Lock and test it with Jerry Judy with Tim Patrick. Mm. Go yeah. over the middle with Noah Fan if he plays. There are going to be opportunities to take advantage of this mm. defense early because they haven't been on the field right. practice or game wise for a couple of weeks. So take advantage yep. of it. And if they can get some touchdowns early and get a lead up on this team it's gonna put New England behind the eight ball, and a Cam Newton, a Cam Newton-led offense is not one that's typically able to move the ball down the uh, the field in quick fashion and get points com- from coming from behind. Just look at Super Bowl 50. But Juan Miller isn't there, so but that'll also allow the defense to, to pin its ear back, pin its ears back so to speak, and go after Cam Newton.
2: Well, you know, let's uh, let's get a, a score from you, Ian, and I'll say this: Tennessee didn't didn't play anybody for about two and a half. We couldn't get into their practice facility. Came out and looked terrific made everybody say practice like they were quoting Allen Iverson: <laughs> "Who needs yeah. practice?" So, oh, uh, yeah. you know, veteran team. Who knows? Although, uh, you know, this is a new quarterback for them, so it's a little different than Tannehill, who had some uh, some some time in there. And uh, factoring in your score. Or does it matter whether or not melvin gordon plays uh at this point it won't be disciplinary it'll, it'll merely be on whether he gets over the illness he supposedly has
0: yeah, and uh, Mike Cliz tweeted that he has strep throat, so he won't be making the team. Uh, the the team flight to Foxborough today. So okay. I, I, I mentioned that I was that they were going to keep it close. I do think they're going to do it, but I don't think they're going to have enough to overcome Bill Belichick and Cam Newton and the Patriots, let alone that defense, especially now with Stephen Gilmore back, who was I, I believe the defensive player of the year last year. It, it's going to be a steep challenge for the Broncos, even though that the Patriots, as you mentioned, Michael, haven't played for a couple of weeks. So I, I think they're going to keep it close. I'm going to go with 27-23 New England.
2: All right. Uh, that'll be a hell of a game to watch, and uh, we all hope we're not predicting this game for the third time next week. Thank you, Ethan. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Thanks, guys.
1: <laughs> yeah. so, so, I didn't think Ian about Sinclair. that. I thought... Read him. Listen to him. Mile-high report, huh? I never thought about that until you brought that up. That's a really good point. We've never done that before. We've never had yeah, the same thing. We'll, to we'll talk be about doing Bruce the same throw.
2: thing with uh, Bruce Marshall yeah. at 9:15. Yeah. We'll get a second prediction on that game. Meanwhile, oh. the first college football game of the year. It may be the only game of the year. You never know how the season will play out. But right now, it's it, it, we have a game of the year: Alabama and Georgia. We talk about that with Jim Gum, the publisher of the Blitz. He makes his debut on the show. Analysis and prediction next.